This is a 98FM podcast. Now, as I said, there has been outrage at a woman who said that if her son were a dog, he'd be put down because of his severe ADHD. Jenny Young has four children and they all suffer with behavioural uh, problems, but her, her son, who is 10 suffers with ADHD and other learning disabilities. Now, she's a full-time mother and she said that as violence and unpredictability lead her at times to believe that if you were a dog, she would put him down. So, although her words are very strong, can you understand why she said what she said or is it absolutely out of order? Can you understand why she said what she said or is it absolutely out of order? 1850-22-9898. Give me a call on that or text me on 5 Three ninety-eight one. Sharon, you're welcome to the show. How are you? Grant. Um, what do you think about what this woman said? I don't think she meant to put him down. Really, she's probably just angry. Um, now, you you have a son. Do you have a son with ADHD? I do. Yeah. And how old is he now? He's nine. And when was he diagnosed, Sharon? About a year ago. And up until he was eight, um, before he was diagnosed, what did you believe was going on with him? Oh, I knew. He had ADHD and he kept telling me, no, he didn't, he didn't. But I just kept going back and going back with him to the routine. And what kind of what kind of behaviour, Sharon, had you... I mean, I know you have other children, says here as well, you, you have two younger children. What kind of behaviour was your son... Um, presenting you with? Oh yeah, he was aggressive. Very aggressive. He'd kick, he'd... He was after getting suspended three times from school. He was very violent to the girls as well, so... Right. Just couldn't really go anywhere. Couldn't go out with him or anything that much. Is ADHD misunderstood, do you think, Sharon? Yeah. So what did people say to you about your son? Um... People, some people would say uh, he's just bald, and I'd be like, no, he has, he has ADHD and ODD. So you even knew before he was diagnosed, you knew there was something, yeah. something really, really wrong going on there. Yeah, because it started, I'd say, from the age of two. And did he become violent and, and angry from the age of two? Yeah. And people, everybody else said that he was just—he was just being bold. He was just misbehaving. Um, yeah. So, so when he was diagnosed, Sharon, was it a relief, or were all your fears? Did all your fears come come to the surface? It was a relief. I knew I could get him on medication. So, but they—they they didn't really want me getting him on medication. But I just kept saying, no, 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 I want him just to try it and see. So how long has he been on medication now? He's been on medication, I'd say, about seven, eight months. And how is he? They have the good now. He's been on a few different ones. One was making him a bit more aggressive. So they lowered the dose, and this one has been grand. Um, t- t- for people who don't understand what ADHD and ODD is, tell, tell us your experience of what ADHD is. It's, um, what would you say? Um, God, it's very hard to say. I suppose AD, ADHD is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And would that sum up, sum up your child? Can he, can he keep, can you hold his attention for long when he's not on his meds? No, no. Can he learn in school? 
He has an SNA. Would he would he be able to sit at the table and have meals with everybody else? Yeah, he'd sit and have a meal, yeah, but there'd be kind of some chaos, all right. And can you understand, we're talking about the woman, by the way, and we're talking to Sharon at the moment, but, but not Sharon, another woman um, who has four children has said that her youngest child, because of his violent outbursts and he has severe ADHD, she said, and that there's absolute, there's outrage and people want her checked by social services, but she said if her son were a dog, she would have to have him put down. Can you understand, uh, I suppose, her frustration and her anger, Sharon? Yeah, I can. I can indeed. I'd say she is very angry and frustrated. It can be very angry and frustrating, but you kind of have to just cope with it as well. So how how do you cope, Sharon? You just have to put them to their room and take their things away from them and they soon learn and you just walk away. And what, what, would you, and I know there are different levels, would you say your son, does he un, does he understand what's going on? Is it that he can't control himself? Is that what it is? Is he intelligent, Sharon, with it? Oh uh, yeah, he is intelligent. He can't control it sometimes and then he can't. He could control it sometimes. So it's an ongoing struggle. How about, before I let you go, Sharon, how about your other two children? Um, how does How do you deal with them, with him, and how does he interact with them? Um, the girls are quite good now, I must say, but the little one now, she, the five-year-old, she would be a bit starting to pick up on a few bits. Mm-hmm. But I just send her to her room and tell her she cannot behave like that. So okay, she so she's, she's nearly mimicking his behaviour, is she? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, listen, Sharon, look, you can understand where this woman is coming from and you, you wouldn't judge her. No, I wouldn't. wouldn't judge her. All right, listen, Sharon, the best of luck. Thank you for talking to me. Okay. Uh, 1850, you've heard of Sharon. Sharon says she doesn't judge this woman at all. It's a woman with four children. They all have ADHD of some shape or form, but her youngest has severe ADHD. And she went on national television to say that if her son were a dog, she would have him put down. Can you understand where she's coming from by saying that? Or is it completely out of order to say things like that about children 1850-22-98-98 give me a call on that or text me on 53981 Fiona how are you doing? Hi, Joan. Um, what the woman said Fiona what do you think? I think it's an absolute disgrace I have two sons with ADHD now one is more severe than the other my eldest lad has ADHD ODD and he's dyslexic and then my younger son has ADHD but he's more severe but there's no way like as, no matter how much they drive me crazy the two of them kill each other. They don't get along. Right. But I just keep them separated. And No matter how much they drive me crazy, I love them so much and I wouldn't change them. Do you know, if I was told tomorrow there was a cure, it wouldn't bother me. I love them so much and there's nothing I would do to change it. You know, I just think it's a disgrace that your woman could say this. Like, do you know what I mean? Fair enough, she has one or two kids but I have the two as well. But I just think it's a disgrace that she could say that. Like, do you think that it, because I, th- I think, uh, and I mean, tell me if you agree or not, I think a lot of people believe that ADHD, I mean, there's a new study after coming out to say that ADHD is now caused by lack of sleep. Do you think people really believe, and if you do believe that, text me on 53981, do you think people believe ADHD is just bold kids still? I, I think so in a way, yeah, especially with my youngest son. He's kind of more kind of wilder than my elder one, mm. you know, and... He sleeps less, but my elder son, he, it took me three and a half years before I agreed to put him on medication. And the only reason I agreed to put him on medication was for um, 
his schoolwork to know to help him concentrate in school. Because okay. I could handle him. I didn't, I didn't want to... And I, I know this is going to sound bad to people, but my way of looking at it was, that's a way out for some people, putting him on medication. Okay, I didn't you- want him on medication because I was thinking, people are going to look at me and say, she's only putting him on medication to get her... Get to have peace and quiet, and that's not what. Like, it took me three years. They in he deals at the chain clinic, and they were like, "Will you put him on the medication?" I was like, "I don't need him on medication. I can handle him the way he is." You know, and it took me three years, and I finally said, "Well, you know, if it's going to help him in school, I will agree to it." You know, so he's only on it during school hours. I don't put him on it at weekends. Uh, how, how does how does he cope, Fiona? With because I'm wondering, and if you have an opinion about kids uh, with ADHD, children with ADHD being on medication, um, text me on five two ninety eight one. What was the difference like in your son when he was put on medication? Is it like losing part of him? What what, what way well, do, do they No, become? because I didn't want the strength. I didn't want to lose Nathan as 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 a, I didn't want them to go. You see some kids and they kind of go like zombie, like, you know, they're, yeah. they're a totally different child. Yeah. I didn't want to lose who he was because Nate's a sweetheart, you know. Yeah. He comes up to me and he tells me how much he loves me and he throws his arms around me and he's a really lovable child as well. Yeah. I didn't want to lose that part of him and I didn't want to have him on a strong dose. So he's only in a dose now when he's in school. And, and what way, what kind of, what way would his ADHD come out then? How would you, if he... More so in his concentration, things like that, you know, he, he loses his temper quickly, more quickly than others. You know, things like that, where he wouldn't be able to sit and concentrate. He does hand flapping where he gets up and he fiddles. You know, he can't sit still for any more than five minutes. You know, but I can tell, even now, at home, like, Nathan's ten now, like, and he... He has to go into a room on his own where he can just fiddle around and jump around the room, you know. And in school, he was doing that in school where he was kind of losing out on an awful lot of work. So that's why I agreed to put him on the medication. And you take him off on weekends. How do other kids interact with, with, your, with your sons, Fiona? Well, see, because they've all grown up with him. They all know what he's like, so they're all kind of used to him. Even in school, they're all used to him. They know what he's like and they all get along with him. So can you understand, this woman's child, who is 10 now, um, has violent outbursts, and she said at least once a day she is hit or kicked um, at least once a day, and, and she just said it is just so tough. Two relationships have, have fallen apart. Well, my, my younger son would be like that. He'd be more severe. You know, he'd lash out. He'd be in great jail more one minute. The next minute he'd snap and he'd be turned on us. And he'd only hit us or he'd slap or... He fights with the elder brother an awful lot. You have to constantly keep them two separated. You know, they can't share a room. We're only in the two-bedroom house. We're fighting to get a three-bedroom house. Right. And the two of them, they can't see eye to eye. You know, they're constantly killing. They have lumps gone out of them. And I'm sleeping in one room with one, and my husband sleeps in the other room with the other to keep them separated at all times because we can't keep them together. So it is tough so It is but, tough going, but, but you, I still you would never... You would never say... Just, just stay with me for a minute because I want to put it out again to ask people's opinion. There's been outrage at a woman in the UK who said, and she said this on, on national TV, she said that if her son were a dog, she would have him put down because of his severe ADHD. Now, although very stark, can you understand why she said that? 1852. 9898. Give me a call on that or text me on 53981. Fiona, stay where you are. I want to bring Margaret in on this. Margaret, you're on 98 FM. How are you? Hiya, how are you, John? I'm good, thanks, Margaret. Now, Fiona is saying her two children have ADHD. She cannot understand why this woman would come out and say this. Can you understand? 
Well, I can in one way. Now, I wouldn't condone what she said. Yeah. But I can understand. She's obviously not getting as much help as she needs with the children. Because I have three children and two of them have ADHD. And the middle lad now, he was very severe with it. And he was put on medication. Now, the younger one is not on any medication. Right. But I didn't lose my son when he was put on medication. I got my son back. You got him back. Okay. Can you understand where I was coming from with that? To say... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because as I, each child is different and each form of ADHD is different in each child. As I said, I have two of them with it. Fiona and, and Margaret, is, is, it, is, it, is it more likely if you have one child that you will have another child who has ADHD? Well, I think it is because a lot of people I know that have children with ADHD have more than one child with it. But then you might only have one, one child with it in a group of six children. You just don't know who is going to turn out with this or not. So it's very hard to understand, and a lot of people still don't understand. And I had problems with my son in school yeah. with a couple of his teachers saying, oh, he's just bold. You have him spoiled. He's a little mammy's boy. He can't do anything without running to mammy. But on the other hand, the other teachers were great, and they walked with me, and I got my son through school, and he did his reading certificate last year and passed everything. And is he still on medication now, Margaret? No, he's not on medication. He turned out in, and I was very, very nervous about him coming off the medication yeah. and he was a bit nervous himself. But through the counselling and the help of the school, I was able to make my son understand his problem more and make him basically able to live with himself more and able to cope with things more in a different way than when he was on the medication or when he was not on the medication. But like that, he was only on it for school and I used to take it off him off at during the summer holidays. And Fiona, can you um, can you kind of feel as well for Margaret in that way? Did you, did you have a problem with your children in school where some teachers just didn't get it? No, actually, my, I have to say now, the schools that they're in, the teachers have been great for both of them. Like, do you know what I mean? They were in the two-part school, junior and the senior school, and throughout it all, it was them that got me in contact with Latina when Nate was in the early start. You know, it was them that wanted me to seek help for him, where... I didn't want, I, didn't, I suppose it's kind of, you don't want to believe it, you know, to start with. Like, you know, I mean, he was four, three or four when he was in the early start, and I didn't want him on it. Whereas with the young lad, I could see straight away, I knew from Nathan that he had it. You know, and he's yeah. more severe, he lashes out, he does all this, you know what I mean? And right. I, I don't know how you kind of would put it out, like, this, the feel just, is great. You just, you know, what, do you know, Fiona and Margaret, do you, do you know from, from early on that there's something not quite right, that there's something amiss? Oh, yeah, definitely. You would know. Yeah, you they're would more, know. They're more, I knew something different about my son, because at the time when he was diagnosed, I only had the two children. And I knew straight away there was a big difference between the eldest one and the middle one. Mm. And then, I, I don't know if it happened to Fiona, but I was getting the problems that when my youngest one was diagnosed... It was kind of, oh, well, you're having a few problems with her, but you're only labelling it with ADHD just so people can leave you alone. That type of way, do you know what I mean? But, but there, 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 there is that, and I, I don't know, before I let the two of you go, but Fiona and Margaret, there is... And that's why it's talking about it being misunderstood. Oh, yeah, misunderstood, yeah. There, there is a perception out there that people who have kids with ADHD, that it's just a label that they like to put on kids because they can't control them. Has, has that been said to you, Fiona? No, never. Never. Oh, it's been said to me numerous times that um, I was just wanted a label to be put onto my son so it excused my behaviour for not being able to control my son. 
But like Fiona said, her children are beautiful children, lovely children. My son is the most loving child you could ever meet. Mm. And he, he was violent, but not with anyone else, but with himself. And he was damaging himself, so right. it's very, very hard to get people to understand. My son only went down medication when he turned 12. He wasn't on any medication up until that. And when they start hitting puberty and going into the secondary school because they're out of the routine of the primary school and mixing with more different teachers, that's when I had the problems with some of the other teachers because um, my son's hyperactivity was just brain hyperactivity, not physical hyperactivity. Right. So I was getting a lot of problems because of that instead, because he wasn't bouncing around the place. He was actually, and it's not because of lack of sleep either, because he used to sleep brains around him. So it wasn't because of that either. So I know, a couple so it, of the teachers just didn't get it. Yeah. So I asked him to go and read a book. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Sarah. Um, now, as I said, there's been outrage at this woman. Um, why do you think that is? Can you understand where she's coming from? I can't. She must be in a very, very bad place. And I mean, you've had umpteen text saying you don't get anything, you do not. And the first part to be, to say those words about your own child, she must be literally at her wit's end. She mustn't be able to see any light at the end of the tunnel. And in some ways, I can kind of relate to it because I, I'd never say it, but, mm. you know, sometimes when you're on the receiving end of physical or even you know mental or whatever the abuse that's getting flung at you and then you don't have any support you are in a dark place you really are you know and it doesn't get any brighter where you know trying to knock on people's doors asking for help because yeah. you're right with what you say there is no services nobody knocks on your door you just go into this hospital you have this baby it's a different road altogether you're taken and there's no one there to give you any guidebooks whatsoever and no matter what you get or what you even you're kind of in denial for a long time about it regardless of what the illness is or what the special needs is and no one is there not i mean you have your gp all right and your gp will yeah. probably guide you in the lines that you should go and i mean being a new mother or even a second-hand mother this is all new to you you don't know the roads to take and there is no services out there and it's as true as I'm sitting here talking to you, I've always said if I won the lotto or I won came into big money, I would go to the state and say, give me the five worst children you have because there is help. You can help them. They just need the support and there's no one there to give it to them. There really isn't. I've been, I am in the situation. I have got a son. Yeah. And, you know... It's just so frustrating to see that. I mean, on the radio there the other day, I think there was something about tellies, I think, yesterday in hospitals. or okay. well, Maybe it was today. They were saying there was no tellies in the hospital. Right. And someone actually said, all the prisons have tellies. They have schooling. They have psychologists. They have psychiatrists. They have medical treatment. They have training centres. They have all this. Now, I'm not saying the prison shouldn't have it. That's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, these children that are given to you are given to you for a reason and they need all your help and there's no help out there for them and yeah, you could, you'd be in a prison and you have all these opportunities in front of you and you have all these people telling you, you know you can do this, you can do that, you can do this and we want to rehabilitate you and send you out to the world to a better place And, and yet there's nothing for your child Sarah, were, were you in, and I mean she she, she said a wonderful thing in, in part of, of her interview today 
um, she said, and, and it actually it actually nearly brought me to tears. She said, "You don't love your child any less, but it's a bit like going on a holiday." and not arriving in the place you expected. I have a thing a lady gave to me and I've given it to another girl that's in a not a nice place at the moment. She has a little girl and, you know, things ain't the same. And it is a thing. I actually got it in CRC because my son was in CRC first. And it's just about you're going to Italy and you're going to look at the Rembrandts and all this and, you know, and when you arrive on the plane, you arrive in Holland. And it's a whole new... You've got to get in these guideline books about Italy. You know, when you're pregnant, you get all the baby books. Look yes. for all the things. Yeah. And, you know, this is who's going, going to say mammy first, daddy yeah. first. Yeah. That baby arrives, and all of a sudden, it's a whole new road you're taking. Now, at the end of that, whoever wrote it should be made a saint because at the end of it, it says, You will not meet, uh, you know, it's a different road, all right, but it is a lovely road to take. You're not, you'd never meet the people you're going to meet. You would never get the enjoyment that child gives to you. If it was in every... Now, I'm not saying your other children don't give you their book. Of course, no, I know that. routine. You know, yeah, everything yeah. else is routine. They take their first steps at this age. They say, ga, ga, goo, goo. And everyone thinks the child's a beautiful lot. They all are like. Yeah. But, I mean, with a child, with, I mean, you have to hold negative things on the bus, the screaming, the hospital visits, the people looking at you in the supermarket. Do, are, do people still do that, Sarah? They do, do they? yeah. They do. Very much so. How do you react when, pe- when people are, are, are like that? are the worst of all. Schools are? Schools are the worst of all. Oh, there are other children or parents? Uh, the school. Basically, the teachers and the, you know, the schooling itself. They, they don't have the facilities. It's not their fault. They don't have the facilities, so they're not trained up in that field. So it's kind of, if it's not black and white to them, they don't want to know. You know what and I mean? Are there times, Sarah, because I would imagine even with sleep, depri- sleep deprivation alone, if, yeah. if there was nothing else going on, I would imagine... With sleep deprivation, that you would be, you, you would want to get on a train and never come back. How tough well, does how tough does it get? Well, I have to be honest. I probably really shouldn't say this on live radio, right? I hope God no one listens to me. But I've actually said at one stage, right? No, I would never do. I have three children, three beautiful children. My eldest is the one that will be special needs, okay. and I've always said if anyone on this earth would harm him or. You know, I, I have this fear I would die young, and that's not what I want. I want to be here forever with him, you know, okay. because I don't think anyone else can mind in the way I do. Okay, no. of course, yeah. And I mean, I've been on the bad end of it as well, and yeah. I still feel the same. Yeah. I just, one of them people, I think, you know. But apart from that, I said, I, I don't know how I haven't gone to Hot Head and driven me and him off it sometimes. Because I have mm. this thing, no one else will mind him the way I do, but no one else would put up him the way I do. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd say it, it, it brings And I you couldn't leave him behind for someone else not to do the thing, like mash his potatoes the way they are or cut his toast in the special way or whatever it is, whatever his it. little things are that is done for him, you know, that makes his life much easier. I'd be afraid that wouldn't continue and things like that. And believe me, that girl today or that mother today, to say something like that, I mean, we all, every, I don't know what girl doesn't want children, but when you have children that enjoys your life and to actually physically try, come out and say that, she really must need, be in a bad place. So she Really must be. Okay, listen, Sarah, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Look after yourself. You too. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, Sarah. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. 1850. 229898. And Sarah said uh, that's the number. Call me on that or text me on 52981. She can understand exactly where the woman is coming from who has her youngest child. Now, all of her children have learning disabilities, but her youngest child has severe ADHD. And she said if her son 
was a dog, he would, she would have put him down because of his severe ADHD. Can you understand why she said that? Amy, it's good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, thanks. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you, Amy. How are things with you? Grand, yeah, everything's kind of still much the same. Um, she's just deteriorated a little bit. So, um, kind of still on the same road, still on the fighting road, still on everything, fighting for everything. How, how tough is it? So you're still fighting to get things for your daughter who is very ill? Yeah, she's um, terminally ill, so she's palliative care, so she's end of life um, any day. Um, she could live a week, she could live a month, she could live another year. Nobody knows. The doctors don't know, nobody knows. But um, now it's a tough road, and I completely understand what that woman is after saying that she could drive off hotel some days because I could do the same myself. But I wouldn't leave her behind, if you know what I mean. Your days get so frustrated that nobody can understand. People actually think that you're mad. You know, like when you're complaining. Nobody actually understands. Do they not, Amy? Even with your daughter, so so. Ill. No, even like if you're on Lippy Valley and like I would have more sympathy now for for children with autism and stuff because you wouldn't really know whether they have disability. But even like if you're in town or in Lippy Valley, people throw awful comments and no stuff like if the child is misbehaving or mm. if they're having a seizure, if they're having a sit. Like people can be so rude at times as well that that makes you ten times worse. Well, of course. So what, what would what would people say to you, Amy? They'd actually pass comment. Yeah, they'd pass comment. Or my my trick does be if people are staring at my child because you would know by looking at Ellie that she's severely disabled and um, everything. But I would ask them, I like if they're staring at it, they'd want to take a photograph because it'll last longer. And I backtrack it on them, you know, because they're looking and you're having a bad moment, whether she's having a seizure or. But you can see, like, with children with autism and ADHD in shopping centres, their behaviour would be a little bit bad. And people would throw comments saying, little stacker, you'd want to shut up. And you're like, hold on, you don't know, like, whether he has a disability or not. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. What, what, what is the reaction if you say something like that to people? Do you want to take a photograph? It would last longer. I mean, that's, that, that's, they, they, they that's get a all killer comment. Me and they're, they're, they're looking at you and you're like, no, you don't, I don't like you looking at my child and you don't like me saying that. So I'm more embarrassed than them. Than they are to me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when um, they stare and I'd actually like embarrass them, they'd like to take a photograph at last time. They're like, oh, sorry, sorry. And they, they don't even realise how bad they're actually staring. Um, tell me, Amy, has, has it been a really an, an uphill struggle to try to get... You know what, it's a roller coaster. And that's the way I'll explain it. You're, you're on a roller coaster and it's just constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down. You have some great days. I mean, some days I just look at her and I want to eat her and I want to snuggle her and I want to, yeah. I want her to live forever. Then there's other days where I could take her life. I'll say, no, I'll bloody kill her today. Because it's so hard and you're, you're in it on your own because nobody can do it the way you can do it. Whether she goes to respite or anything, nobody can understand how you're actually feeling. She's my child. I can do it the best that I can. But nobody can actually do it the way you can. Nobody can understand your feelings. How old, you know I mean? how old is Ellie now, Amy? Seven in June. She'd be, say again? Seven in June. Seven? Yeah. Oh, good Lord, really? Yeah. So, like, she's getting bigger. Her problems are getting bigger. Her equipment is getting bigger. Everything is is a struggle. Like, not a struggle, but you just can't pack your bags and get into the car and say, let's go for a stroll. Do you know what I mean? Everything has to come with you. The stuff, like every, like it's not just a normal day thing to, oh, let's go to the shops because you can't do it. Do you know what I mean? So even at that, you get annoyed some days. I can't even go to the bloody shop. Well, your your life has been like that since Ellie has been born. 
So. Yeah, and you, you do get used to it. And I'd, like, I always say, if I had to wish, I wouldn't wish for her to be a different person. I'd wish for a longer time. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't take her disabilities away because I love her for who she is and she made me a better person. She made me a stronger person. She made me fight for her. And I mean, I've made great friends to her. Is she around forever? No, she's not. But it's a constant fight whether to get equipment, whether to... It's, it, every day is a fight. So you don't know what faces you the next day. You don't know whether she's going to have a good day or a bad day. You can't plan anything. Of course, Sean. I just want to put it out there. Um, five three ninety eight one. Um, about what Amy said that people comment or people stare at child at, at a child with disability. How does that, how does it make? Like it I'll never forget going up into a lift there not so long ago, and I had Ellie in the wheelchair, and there was another woman, and our child was talking such a tantrum that you knew that he was a little bit disabled. Mm. To what extent I don't know. And I know the old women are the worst. They are the worst. You could actually strangle the old women. What, what would they say? She turned around and said, little bastard. You she want, want to sh-? Yeah. And yeah, I actually looked and I said to my friends, I'd love to pull her. And my friends, like, just get into the lift because I would normally cause, like, a little bit of a scene if somebody said that about Ellie. And she was saying about the other woman and the other woman just took her son off to the side and just tried to calm him down and said, yeah. it's okay, it's okay. And the old woman just got into the lift and sauntered on. You know, like, and that old woman doesn't realise that she's after ruining that woman's day. She's after making her more and I. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. God. Well, look, Amy, I can't believe that Ellie is going to be seven. My gosh, she's she she's some girl, isn't she? Yes. There's a fight in her. There sure is. There sure is. Listen, you look, you look after yourself, okay? Thanks very much. No, thanks, thanks, thanks for talking to me, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're talking about kids who have a disability, or as the woman, the the, the mother of a child with ADHD, said that if he's he he has such severe ADHD, she said if he was a dog, he would have been. She would have had him put down. Can you understand what she is saying? And our frustration, or is it a completely outrageous thing to say? Five three ninety eight one or eighteen fifty twenty two ninety eight ninety eight. Tina, you are in New York. You're very welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Uh, you also good. have a. Your son has ADHD as well. I have a ten year old son who was recently diagnosed with ADHD, and when I heard what that woman said, it made me shake with temper. Because it really hit a nerve. I, I, I'm absolutely floored that she would say something like that. And I think that those kids should be taken away from her if that's how she feels about them. God forbid. I hope that woman never gets sick and she's put down or whatever ailment she has. Because it's absolutely disgusting that a, a child with a disability, even a mild form of ADHD would be referred to like a disobedient dog that should be put down, a, an animal. It's absolutely disgusting. You see, I, I, I suppose I, I'm, the, the problem, Tina, with what she has said is there has been a bit of a backlash to people, believe it or not, on this side of the water, uh, to, in the UK especially, to people with disabilities, that they cost too much to the state, which is, you know, is a terrible thing to say. And councillors have come out and, and, and said this thing. And I suppose she's fueling a fire by saying this. But can you... She said she loves her son, but but she, it doesn't go a day without her either being assaulted or you know he's ten years of age, so he, he's the same age as your son. Um, it, it, it there isn't a day goes by. I don't by. care. I don't care. I don't care what excuse she comes up with. She got the child that she was meant to have. You don't get to pick and choose the kind of child you get. If she didn't like the color of his hair, would she feel the same way? Okay, I know it's not apples to apples, but you can't pick and choose what kind of child you're going to get. We all carry a child for nine months mm. and you get the child that you're supposed to have and that's what you get. And you can't just decide 
a few years down the line. Oh, I don't like what he's doing. Oh, you know, whatever. Now, I do understand and I, I, I have the benefit of both sides of the story because I do understand the level of services that you get here, let's say, in the United States versus the lack of services that are available um, in Ireland or maybe even in the UK. Um, so I do know that there is a, a lack of support, that there's mm. a lack of funding, mm. and maybe even for the regular person on the street, a lack of understanding when you come across a child that has obvious issues. Now, my son um, has, uh, you know, always had ADHD. It's okay. just a matter of diagnosis. It's a matter of when you uh, get that diagnosis from your doctor or when you start treatment. And the issue with ADHD is that it's not easily diagnosed. Mm. And typically they won't even start any sort of testing or anything like that, at least here, until they're two or three and they have fine and gross motor skills and they have speech and so on. Uh, my son went through two different surgeries on two separate occasions, working on his ears because he used to retain a lot of fluid in his ears. He couldn't hear properly. All these things uh, uh, played a role in his ADHD because uh, he wasn't able to hear, therefore okay. he wasn't able to speak, therefore he would be frustrated, he would act out, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. I think it's very difficult as a parent to watch your child do that, and it's only made worse by people who don't understand and who will say to you that your child is bold Have and you that had they that? need to be spanked. Or the, um, not so much now that my son is 10, he's a little bit older. I can throw him an eye and he knows when to stop what he's doing. But sometimes he will just lose the run of himself. He will forget where he is and what he's doing and he'll be bouncing up and down on a chair in a restaurant or he'll be standing on a table or he'll be doing something that he's absolutely not supposed to be doing. I'll pull him into check and he'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot, you know. Now, he is on medication. He takes medication every day. Um, he's on Concerta once a day. It's a low-dose medicine that he takes in the morning before he goes to school. And the difference in him is just night and day. Really? According to the teachers, he's able to sit. He can focus more. Outside play is very important that he gets to get outside, run around, burn off some energy. Um, and sleep is a huge factor for us, at least. I can't talk for everybody, only for myself, but sleep is huge. My son goes upstairs to bed at 7.30 every evening. He's not asleep at 7.30, but he goes upstairs and he gets into his bed. He has his half an hour downtime to uh, pull around his iPod or to read his book or whatever he does in his bed to, uh, you know, get that half an hour downtime. And by 8 o'clock, it lights out. And then his alarm goes off at 6.30 in the morning and he gets up and he's ready to start school at 8 o'clock. Sleep is huge. Well, there's, a, there's a new sleep, study saying that. There's a huge difference. Yeah, there's a, there's Absolutely. a, a study I saying that, uh, that ADHD, that, that they need massive, massive amounts of sleep. Listen, Tina, I, I'm going to talk to somebody about it, somebody else on it now, but it has been absolutely, it's been lovely talking to you. You too, John. Take care. Thanks a million. Look after yourself. Thanks you a million. Bye. bye, Tina. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now, Mary Connolly joins me uh, uh, from Advocacy in Action. Mary, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, John. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Um, this woman and what she has said and the reaction. Now, you heard what she said. She said if her son were a dog, she would have him put down. Is it... I mean, you know, Tina is... Um, Tina is, is, is very annoyed at this woman. I, I, I don't think she meant what she I do think she was speaking out of a great deal of frustration, which I think a lot of parents who have children with 
special needs and and her, I think, uh, you know, raising a child on her own, she's probably under more pressure than other parents. Mm. So I think it's more frustration with the lack of help and respite for her as a carer for her child than, you know, I think she was using that to kind of illustrate how desperate her situation is. Now, you, you are an advocate for parents with children who have special needs, such as ADHD. Is ADHD still very misunderstood, Mary? I think, yes, ADHD and autism, a lot of what we call like the, the invisible disabilities are are not understood properly. Um, even the teachers and schools, a lot of them don't understand. You know, you can have two children with ADHD or two children with autism, and they may present in completely different ways. So, you know, they're, they're complex disorders to understand, and you do need to have some special training. Um, and I think for parents, they're, you know, they're looked, looked at or looked down upon sometimes because people see their children having tantrums and, you know, people are talking about them. Why can't they control their children? Um, so it, it, it's a very hard role. And, and you Absolutely. know, there's a lot of there, there isn't a lot of support out there for parents. Um, to advise people, Mary, because I have to I have to go to news in a, in a, in a minute or so to advise people parents who feel that their chi- children may have ADHD or autism um, and they haven't been diagnosed what would you what would you advise well they they really need to push to get their child assessed as, as quickly as possible um, it depends where they live in the country if they can get it done publicly um, you know depending on a waiting list or if they have to do it privately but it's definitely um, early intervention that makes a big difference in the long-term outcome for these children. And if you think there's something wrong, just keep pushing until you get an assessment. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you, you have to advocate for your child and you, you have to, you know, all the way along, you know, well, if somebody says they're going to do something, you have to follow up with them and make sure that they do do it. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.